0: There are six days left until the equinox, and 106 days left until the year strikes 2022. But for now, it's September 16th, 2021, and there are things to be said and things to be reported. It's a good thing I'm saying those words as part of the 249th installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, quietly counting down the hours until dark. On today's show, the Charlottesville City Council discusses the costs of reconfiguring Buford Middle School and come to a decision about West Main Streetscape. Early voting in Virginia begins tomorrow, and we take a look at voting as it stands in Albemarle and Charlottesville. Rio Hill Shopping Center has asked Charlottesville Area Transit to stop stopping there, and a new job for Charlottesville's most recent planning director. The show begins with the first of two Patreon-fueled shout-outs. WTJU 91.1 FM is a different sort of radio station dedicated to sharing the transcendent experience of music while raising funds from listeners across the world. From October 4th through 10th, WTJU airs its annual jazz marathon. Tune in for a deep dive into everything from bebop to blues. WTJU's volunteer DJs will play the Spectrum Jazz, from Billie Holiday to Cannonball Adderley to Pharoah Sanders, plus live local jazz performances throughout the week. Visit WTJU.org to learn more. Another day, another large number of new COVID cases in Virginia. That number is 4,181, and the seven-day percent positivity is now 106 there are another 145 new cases in the Blue Ridge Health District and one more fatality reported. That person lived in Greene County. The COVID-19 model created by the University of Virginia Biocomplexity Institute currently projects that the Charlottesville area will reach a peak of 2,245 new cases a week in mid-October. Here's a statement on the website for the model. Models can help us understand the potential course of COVID-19, but they are not crystal balls. Most models struggle to project policy changes, changes in human behavior, or new and rare events. With the pandemic raging, many indoor venues are now requiring proof of vaccination before admittance. To make showing that proof more convenient, the Virginia Department of Health announced today that they are offering QR codes for vaccination status. As more and more employers and businesses respond to calls by President Biden and Governor Northam to require that employees and customers be vaccinated, QR codes will help improve the consistency and security of vaccination information while protecting individual privacy. Visit vaccinate.virginia.gov to obtain your QR code. Virginia is the fifth state in the nation to adopt protocols developed for smart health cards. Early voting in Virginia begins tomorrow, September 17th, as Acting Charlottesville Registrar Taylor Yowell explains.
1: Under Virginia election law, we are voters can vote up to 45 days early in person or absentee. Um, So with that 45 days in advance of an election, that is 33 actual days that you can come into our office and vote.
0: Yowell made her comments this past week at a Sunday seminar held by the League of Women Voters of the Charlottesville area. Yowell said mail-in ballots will be distributed beginning this week.
1: In order to receive a mailed ballot, you must fill out a mail ballot application that can be submitted online, in person to our office, mailed in to us. We do have a lot of voters that call in and say, Hey, I can't I don't have availability to get online and fill one out. So we will send them the application. They then and with a return envelope, they will then send it back to our office so that way they can be added to the list.
0: Once registrars across Virginia receive ballots, there is a process known as curing that validates the vote. According to the instructions on voting absentee in Virginia, there's an A envelope and a B envelope.
1: Whether this is by mail, whether you drop it to our Dropbox, whether you drop it into our office, we take it inside and it will be automatically opened up and we check to make sure every component on your B envelope so this is where you fill out your name your address um, your signature your witness signature the date you filled out the ballot this is where we make sure everything is correct and if there we have three days after we receive a ballot to notify you if there's something that needs to be cured Um, so that way your ballot can be accepted and then processed in our office
0: In 2020, the state of emergency related to the pandemic temporarily waived the requirement for a witness signature, but that will be required again this year. Yawel said voting early in person is just like voting on Election Day.
1: No results are pulled until 7 p.m. on Election Day, just like at the precincts, because no one will know, and no one can know any results prior to 7 p.m.
0: Now, what if someone requested a ballot via mail and then shows up in person anyway? Yeah, well said in that case, the person is asked to sign an oath.
1: It's a gold piece of paper saying that I have lost, not received um, my ballot, and it's pretty much an affirmation signing that you will not attempt to vote twice, and if you do, it is, it will be turned over to the Commonwealth Attorney.
0: If you want to listen to that whole presentation, there's a link into the newsletter. I recorded the whole thing as a volunteer for the League of Women Voters of the Charlottesville area. The last day for in-person voting before Election Day is October 30th. Charlottesville Area Transit Route 5 will no longer serve the Rio Hill Shopping Center, according to a release from the bus agency. The release states that the property owner has requested the change, and that means two stops within the center will become dormant. The 31-acre property is owned by SCT Rio Hill LLC, a firm associated with the retirement system for employees of the state of Connecticut. The manager of the Rio Hill Shopping Center said in a June 7 letter to the city that planned renovation implements a vision that does not involve public transit. Not only are the buses a safety hazard for the customers crossing the main drive lanes to get to the stores, but the weight of the buses is also causing significant damage to the asphalt, resulting in wear and cracking. The planned route changes that have not yet been fully approved had already taken the request into account. In addition, Route 5 will no longer terminate at the Walmart, but instead will stop at Fashion Square Mall. Route 7 will instead travel to Walmart, and the plans show the alignment as missing Rio Hill Shopping Center altogether. There is no date for when the transit changes will be made. The Regional Transit Partnership meets next Thursday. Will it come up? Who knows? Now that Charlottesville has a new Director of Neighborhood Development Services, the person who last held that position now has a city post in a newly created city department. According to City Communications Director Brian Wheeler, Alex Ikafuna is the Interim Director of the Office of Community Solutions. This office will be based in city space, and they will be working on housing priorities, commercial redevelopment interests, federal entitlements and investment coordination and management, and neighborhood constituent services. Ikefuna will oversee the Office of Housing, which will report to Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders. Uh, The idea of the office is to expand the city's approach to a variety of community-based efforts, according to Wheeler. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In today's second Substack-supported public service announcement, the Charlottesville Jazz Society at seavillejazz.org is dedicated to the promotion, preservation, and perpetuation of all that jazz. And there's no time like now to find a time to get out and watch people who love to play. The Charlottesville Jazz Society keeps a running list of what's coming up at seavillejazz.org. One last segment today. Last night, the Charlottesville City Council got the latest details on the plans for reconfiguration of the city's middle schools. To see the options that have been under discussion, go back and read the September 14, 2021 edition of the show for more details. Since that was posted, a community design team that has been shepherding the work of architectural firm VMDO has made their final recommendation. Here's Wick Knox of VMDO with the latest information. The unanimous choice um, by the CDT was option three, um, that builds in the bowl and redoes, gives a new look to the school and the most square footage and kind of the most variety of uh, um, outdoor spaces in relation to the new building. That is also the most expensive option at an estimate of $73 million. The five-year capital improvement program budget has a $50 million placeholder for reconfiguration. If council agrees to proceed with the project, they'll need to approve a budget with actual numbers in order to calculate how many millions of dollars in bonds need to be sold to pay for the capital costs. For the council meeting, the city's budget office presented funding scenarios, all of which include an increase in the property tax rate to cover the cost of the additional debt service to pay the bond proceeds back. All of these hinge on whether the city proceeds with a long-planned and multi-phased project to upgrade West Main Street that grew out of a $350,000 planning study requested in 2012 by the Place Design Task Force. While the currently adopted CIP does not include any additional funding for the $49 million project, Council has previously allocated over $18 million in local money to match state funding for the first two phases. That's according to a slide presented to council back in February. Council could opt to transfer that to the school project. The tax increases were initially to have been phased in gradually at $0.02 a year to cover the five-year plan as adopted by council in April. For the purposes of these scenarios, the tax increases are shown happening next year all at once and include an additional $0.05 to cover additional costs at the school's. Here's Chrissy Hamill, the city's senior budget performance analyst.
1: If you want to start construction uh, in in FY23, uh, which is next year, then we have to have the money to sign a contract. So that means all at once.
0: Option one would cover just the cost of that $50 million placeholder and would include the West Main project. This would result in a $0.15 tax increase next year, to a rate of $1.10 per $100 of assessed value. Here's City Manager Chip Boyles with Option 2. Option 2 would decrease the amount of tax increase that would be required if West Main Street were removed. That would be a $0.13 tax rate increase to $1.08 per $100 of assessed value. The next two options raise the configuration cost to $75 million. Option three keeps West Main Street with an $0.18 tax rate increase. Option four drops West Main and is also a $0.15 tax increase. Those actual rates could be different depending on the results of the 2022 property assessment. That's why you see the phrase tax rate equivalent in the options. There will be no room for any additional capital projects for at least two years under these scenarios. Under a couple of them, it could be many years. There are a lot of variables in this. This is making the assumption that there is no sales tax referendum and no sales tax increase. Boyles estimates the 1% increase in the tax would bring in an additional $12 million a year. The current sales tax is 5.3%, but Charlottesville only gets 1% of that amount. The budget for the current fiscal year anticipates the city will collect $12 million a year. In fiscal year 2020, the city collected $11.4 million, according to data compiled by the Auditor of Public Accounts for the Commonwealth of Virginia. That's up from $9.3 million in 2010. The capital budget for fiscal year 22 includes $1 million for a parking structure at Market Street and East High Street. Earlier this year, Council opted to wait a year on that project and wait until next year to spend the remaining $7 million for a project that might not happen. So far, the options presented to Council did not factor in what happens if that project is dropped, but that project cannot totally get zeroed out.
1: What we have been looking at is reserving at least a couple million if we had to
0: create uh, surface lots on the properties that we own on Market Street, I would say definitely $5 million could be transferred if needed. However, Hamill said that would not affect the projected tax rates because the capital budget already assumes that bonds will be sold to cover the cost of projects that have already been approved. The housing plan adopted by city council calls for $10 million a year to be dedicated to affordable housing projects. The current five-year capital improvement program anticipates $13.5 million on public housing, $925,000 a year for the city's affordable housing fund, $900,000 a year for housing vouchers, and $11.4 million in city funds for the redevelopment of Friendship Court. There was no specific decision point on the agenda last night, but Knox said he wanted to know what council is thinking. There will be an information item presented to council on October 4th. Mayor Nakia Walker wanted to know where counselors stood on the West Main project. The results were pretty clear. Here's Vice Mayor Cena McGill.
1: The only way I can see West Main Street surviving is if we get the this one cent sales tax for the school reconfiguration. That's it.
0: Here's Councillor Michael Payne. You know, I would definitely fully support reallocating the West Main project, um, two schools. I could really see West Main continuing as just a Hail Mary of if Congress passes the stimulus bill and there's no longer local city money required. And here's City Councilor Heather Hill. I would prioritize this ahead of West Main. Projects like West Main had a lot of revenue coming from other sources, and that's I've said that before. It's been a hard one just to kind of swallow, but I absolutely feel like we're at a point where there's just not another option. And here's City Councilor Lloyd Snook.
1: It's probably the Maybe the last defender of the West Main Project, but I also uh, agree that whatever option we end up taking, it's going to have to be an option that does not include the West Main Project.
0: Much of the Virginia Department of Transportation funding for West Main Street comes in the form of Smart Scale, which requires projects to be completed within six years. In the current round, the city was awarded $10.4 million for the third phase, and none of that funding requires a local match. The University of Virginia committed $5 million to the West Main project as well. The MDO will make another presentation to City Council on October 4th. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Lots of information, including information that I've already had to bump till tomorrow because there is so much going on and only so much time than the workday to work on these items. You can help me work on these items, of course, by making a contribution. Thank you to the four people who did so in the last 24 hours. One of them sent me money through Venmo because I know a lot of folks don't like the idea of having a credit card on file with a recurring thing, which I totally understand. However, um, I did want to say there's all kinds of options. Uh, What's important is that if you find this work to be valuable, you help me cover the cost. It's just uh, it's just me doing the work, and I really love doing it and love it every time I get to the end of this show because it's almost time for me to get on to the next one. But you can pay me through all sorts of mechanisms. You know those things. We're just going to move on. It's been too much talk and money on this program. There is also talk around this time when I tell you to stay safe. The COVID pandemic is still going on, and uh, uh, I really do encourage you to take a look at that biocomplexity model uh, and see for yourself what the different scenarios are. Uh, You're a person who gets to make decisions and gets to at least think about things. And so you may as well arm yourself with as much information as you can. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I will be back in the near future with another episode. Until then, have a great rest of the day.